Well, welcome back to another episode of Banter at 1965. Uh, I'm Justin. I'm Emily. And uh, here we are going to be talking about uh, Christmas today. Yes. But first we have a quick word from our sponsor. Come and enjoy the winter wonderland that is Eagle River and Wild Eagle Lodge. While Eagle River is the snowmobile capital of the world, there are plenty of other great winter activities. From cross-country skiing and snowshoeing, fat tire biking, ice fishing, or just hanging out by the fire and enjoying the winter views. Make Wild Eagle Lodge your home away from home this winter. Contact us at 715-479-3151 or at www.wildeaglelodge.com to make your reservations today. And welcome back. Hello. <laughs> so we're talking about Christmas today. Yes. Um, it, yeah, do you do you send people Christmas cards? No. <laughs> I mean, I guess. I guess. Um, there, there's not much to put on them unless it's me and dog. I, I, that's still a Christmas card. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> do you receive any Christmas cards besides mine? <laughs> like two or three. I, well, I mean, from your sisters. Yeah, two from sisters, one from a friend. That's, yeah. That's basically it. Yeah. <laughs> that's Erica, if she remembers. It's usually I get a Christmas card from Andy or Andrea, and then one else. So maybe two Christmas cards plus yours, so three in all. <laughs> maybe two. How about you? Um. Well, e- since I've already said I received yours. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I obviously give out Christmas cards. Um. I, like, I try to do them every year. Sometimes I don't. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I give them out. I, I, I don't know. Receiving them, I guess it kind of depends on the year and how many people are giving them out. I feel like I've received less in the past couple of years than I have in the past. No, it- doesn't help that we're not very social people. No, not really. <laughs> I was gonna say I should start making them by hand. Oh, well, there you it's go. About three. <laughs> Cute little <Color>. Christmas cards. <laughs> Who made these? Um, I did. That's funny. Um, would you rather stay at home or go to another house for the day for Christmas Day? Stay at home. By yourself or with family? <laughs> Depends. Why <Well>, hell? <laughs> no, I'd rather, I guess, be with my family. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's usually what Christmas is about. <laughs> it's nice to, you know. <laughs> Spending time with others. See them. Say Merry Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's usually... I guess going to mom and dad's house is going home, so it's not. Yeah, kind of. So. I mean, we usually do our Christmas at my aunt's house. There's all 11 of us that do Christmas morning together. Um, This year, they're changing it up for the first time ever, and it's going to be at my mom's house, and I'm really thrown off. (laughs) But plus side, it's way closer to my house, so taking the presents back to my house isn't going to be as difficult. (laughs) She's only like four blocks away now. <laughs> the ease has been increased. Yes, definitely. 
That's the best part about holidays. You want them easy and fun. Yeah. No stress. Yeah. I mean, we do Christmas with my family, but then we also have to go over to his family's house and... Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, for for you, this is probably isn't a very good question. Um, maybe when you were a little bit younger, but is it overwhelming with all the new things to bring in to your house and like put away? Like, I feel like that's such an overwhelming thing. Like you come home from Christmas and you're like, you have all this stuff and you're like, I don't have a place for this. <laughs> I can understand that. Because yeah. honestly, since I've gotten older, the gifts have gotten bigger. Yeah. But I they're can see like, that too. like yesterday was all, or last Christmas, my mom got me all like the whole new Tupperware set and my whole new pots and pans set. Yep. You bring that home, it's two big boxes, and you're like, oh, now I have to box up all the old stuff, <laughs> yeah. get rid of it, which I've had, I've I, had it's to still do sitting that. in my kitchen <laughs> in a box. I haven't gotten rid of it yet. <laughs> I've had to do that. Yeah. But only because Goodwill stopped taking stuff. I think they are again. Yeah. So I have to actually do that. I'm like, I don't want to throw them out because they're still halfway decent pans. Yeah. But I was like, I... I've had to do that in the past. My dad's gotten me, like, yeah, like pots and pans for Christmas. And I'm like, okay, now what do I do with everything else that's in my cabinet? And seeing since the new set's twice the size of the old set, I need to find room for everything. <laughs> yeah. How do I put all these pots and pans away? Yeah. Also, the lids that go with all of these pots and pans yeah. that are just, like, floor up, floating around in your shelf because I don't have a good spot for those. I wish the kitchen cabinets had elevators. So I could just, like, drop down and get more shelves. I was going to say, how tall are your kitchen cabinets that you need an elevator? (laughs) I am short. I can't reach the top shelves on any of them. That's why I had the long kitchen tongs to flip stuff down to me. (laughs) So you need elevators in your upper cabinet so that they can come down so you can get things out of them. I do. I've seen, like, you grab it and the whole cabinet comes down to you. That would be kind of nice. I've never seen that. Oh, I'll have to find one. Like, it's, you open the cabinet up, and you can grab the shelf, and it, like, stops down and locks. That's fancy. And you can lock it back up. I really want, in a house someday, this is totally off subject, so sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> I really want someday, like, those corner cabinets that lit- are connected. Like, they're just, they look like drawers in the corners, but, like, you pull it out, and it's literally, like, the whole corner thing that, like, comes out. Instead of having, like, a Lazy Susan or something in the corner, like... It just looks like drawers on, like, this side and then, like, on this side. And, like, you pull it out and yeah. it's just a whole shelf. And I'm like, wow, that's pretty fancy. I got to figure out something. Because, like, the one by the little cabinet I have there is the sink and my stove. And I have this one cabinet, but then it's open to, like, the hind way in the corner. But you can never reach it unless you actually get down, crawl into the cabinet to get that last little bit. Because <laughs> yeah. there's where I'd like to have something to pull out. That was a weird sound. <laughs> um, so back on subject here. <laughs> Coming back around to where we're supposed to be. Uh, is Santa real? Yes. Okay. <laughs> we have to say that. Ending it at that. <laughs> we're not, we're uh, not touching that one. Christmas music. Yes or no? Predominantly, no. <laughs> I would say there's some Christmas music I like, but it's it's too much. I, 
yeah, I can't do, um, I can't listen to the radio, like, the whole month of December. Basically, the day after Thanksgiving yes. till Christmas, I can't listen to the radio because my 40-minute drive includes many Christmas songs <laughs> because they play, like, every other song is a Christmas song. Yeah. I, I can't do it. I, I love Christmas movies. I love Christmas. Like, Christmas is my holiday. I can't do the music. <laughs> so what if they did, like, the uh, dish the soundtrack to Elf? Not just the music, but just took the voice so you could listen to the movie the entire time. I don't know. I don't know. Now all that popped into my head is the Sunshine and Macaroni song that's in Elf. When he gets to New York. <laughs> oh, God. Nah, I, 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 less Christmas music would be nice. Yes. Especially now. I can understand the Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, you're playing all Christmas music. Like, yeah. Or, like, why can't we just have, like... Hiccups? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so sorry. Um, why can't we just have, like, a station specifically for Christmas music? Like, if I want to listen to Christmas music, then I can go on that station and listen to Christmas music. Why does it have to be on, like, my regular stations that I listen to? They do. It's called satellite radio. <laughs> but I don't have satellite radio, and I still listen to too much Christmas music. <laughs> There's no getting away from it. No. Those are the only questions I have for you, but we have some Reddit stories that we can listen to. All right. So our first one is, am I the asshole for serving my husband's parents pizza on Christmas dinner when they showed up unexpectedly? <clears throat> I, a female 33, am a nurse and I have been crazy busy lately. So busy that I'd spend two consecutive days at the hospital. I covered shifts during weekends, holidays for this year. We're not doing well financially and I've only been working for a few months and we have debts to pay for on to pay on time. I'm exhausted all the time. I don't get to sleep much. My husband's parents are aware of my work nature but still acted upset. I didn't go shop for their gifts earlier. They did receive gifts from me, and I made sure everyone was happy. My husband told me his mom wanted to bring the family and celebrate Christmas at our house. I politely declined and explained that I can't be serving 10-plus people when I'm committed to a very demanding, very strict schedule. My mother-in-law still was pissed at me for this and told me, or told the family that I was using my job as an excuse since I obviously can't even cook a decent meal, let alone host a celebration. I really thought that they let another family member host Christmas dinner. Christmas Day at 2 p.m., I got off work and went home feeling exhausted and could barely take a shower. My husband didn't leave the house, and when I asked him about whether his family invited him for dinner, he said no because I ruined it when I refused to let them come. I knew he was starting an argument. I just left it at that. At 6 p.m., the doorbell rang, and I saw his mom and dad walking in. I greeted them and brought them coffee and biscuits. They said they came to give us our gifts on behalf of the family, and they stayed for over two hours. His mom started giving me looks and asked me when she and her husband were going to eat dinner. I got up and decided to reheat the pizza we had from the night before, and when his mom saw it, she stared at me and asked if I was serious. She asked me where is Christmas dinner and was stunned that I didn't cook for the occasion. I told her I didn't cook because I was expecting anyone, wasn't expecting anyone to be invited into the house, and she got upset and said that I should have cooked for the occasion regardless of whether we had guests or not because she said it's part of the celebration and talked about how every home had a Christmas feast. 
She said I had no etiquette and that I was clearly starving her son by not cooking even on holidays. I got into an argument with her while my husband and his dad sat there watching. She called me disrespectful and to stop using my job as an excuse for my lack of function as a wife. Then they left. My husband said I should have taken a few days off and hosted dinner, completely ignoring that his mom made a big deal out of it. She's all over talking about me serving her pizza instead of a real Christmas dinner. Bitch. (laughs) I'm sorry. The OP or the mother-in-law? Mother-in-law? Yeah. My husband. Uh, Yeah. Because no offense. You take off and cook. Uh, Yeah. I mean, he's a big boy. If she's... The 33, he's at least an adult. I mean... He can cook a meal. Yeah. Like... It's not hard. Put ham in oven. Turn oven on. And why... Why is it that the girl has to cook the meal for the family for the holiday? And B, if... I mean, I don't know. (laughs) And B, I don't know. (laughs) I was answering your question first. (laughs) She's working Christmas Day. Yeah, she's working Christmas Day. I mean, she said there's many days that she is um, at the hospital for, like, more than a day in a row. Like, doesn't even get to go home. Like, yeah. I um, mean, the only nice thing she could have done is, is maybe order fresh pizza. <laughs> Not reheated the Not pizza left from the I mean, before. I'll, I'll give that argument there of, like... <laughs> but it's Christmas Day. Who's going to be open for pizza on Christmas Day? Well, according to a Christmas story, Chinese restaurants are open. <laughs> So he could order Chinese food. I wonder if and, that's... And we've done that. <laughs> around here? No, we were, were down at in at Erica's in Madison, when she's still down there. Okay. Yeah, one of the things we... Because we were joking that it was the Christmas story Christmas, we ordered Chinese food. That's... I mean, I'd be happy with Chinese food on Christmas Day. <laughs> well, it was I don't think there's... I don't know if any of them are around here or open, though. No, not up here. But, no. But still, you could have done... Something. I mean, order fresh food, but you don't have to cook. Or at least, like, spaghetti. That'd be easy enough. Like. And two, I mean, if you come over unannounced. Yeah, if you come over to my house unannounced on Christmas after I told you that, no, I was not hosting a meal because I worked on Christmas Day. Like, I'm sorry, but you're SOL. I'm not cooking you food. I'm not even reheating you pizza. (laughs) You showed up unannounced. And after I told you that, no, I wasn't cooking a meal because I worked, I'm definitely not feeding you now. I will hand you the can of soup. <laughs> the instructions are on the back. <laughs> Your house has food, doesn't it? Thank you. Go home Goodbye. and eat. <laughs> yeah, that's... She did put an edit on here, and she says, My husband works in construction. Work has been slow lately. He spends more time at home than me. He does cook meals whenever I'm working, so I'm not sure why his mom thinks being treated he's being treated unfairly. He's an adult and can cook his own meals. That's exactly what I said. Um, her problem is with me not preparing her a full Christmas dinner and thinks this stuff is more important than work. How does one pay for the Christmas dinner if one does not work? Um, yeah, that, uh, yeah, that's a good op- idea, too. How, how are you going to afford that Christmas dinner meal? I mean, I've just, I've worked a lot of holidays in my life. Well, and she already said that they're tight on, Yeah. like, she's working so much at the hospital because they're tight on cash. And I'm sure with her husband being in construction, like, and him being slow during the winter, like, she needs to work more during the winter because they're tighter on cash. Like, 
but then you're also mad at her because she didn't take off to cook for days for your meal. Yeah. <laughs> this person, um, the top comment on here, it has 16 awards. Um, and it says, not the asshole. And she quotes part of the message from above that says, my husband said I should have taken a few days off and hosted dinner completely ignoring that his mom made a big deal out of it. And the person says, don't worry, Christmas will be much easier when you're single next year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, too funny. No, like I was, I've been in this hospitality business. I've worked Christmases and Thanksgivings and mm-hmm. New Year's Eve is a pretty common one. Definitely. I don't work Christmas and then go home and go, oh, I'm going to put a turkey in. No. It's. I go home and maybe eat a bowl of cereal. <laughs> I, and get in bed. Yeah. It's like, okay, I'm going to go home, eat what I normally eat. Maybe have a Christmas cookie if I have one. <laughs> if I bend over to mom's to get my share. But no, it's not. If you're working, you work. Some people, unfortunately, have to work during the holidays. Yeah. Don't throw the crap on them. That's like, if you can take off, great. If you can have the family, great. Well, and, but if you can't, and two, like the mother-in-law, I understand that she like wanted a full Christmas meal, but like the daughter-in-law said, like, no, I can't do it because I work. Yeah. So then, like, if the mother-in-law wanted something, why didn't she bring something with her? That they like a casserole or something that they could have easily reheated in the oven or something. You know, like, while they exchanged their gifts and, like, chatted, whatever, for the two hours that they were there, before she mentioned that she was hungry and wanted food. <laughs> that, because that probably would be nice. Yeah, that mother-in-law doesn't seem like it. That would be the, you know, nice thing to do. I know you're working, so I brought this turkey casserole over. That mother-in-law so does not care. So we can have care. dinner together. That mother-in-law does not care. Yeah, the mother-in-law's going to make the son single. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I feel like the son is going to make him single. Yeah, if he keeps Sticking up, up for mom, so. <laughs> You're in construction. You haven't been working for a few days. You go cook something. Your wife's working in a hospital right now. Yeah, go. It does need to be. Throw a steak on the grill. Throw chicken on the grill. Mm, steak. I want steak. Sorry. <laughs> Dang it. I'll mention, next time we talk about food, I'll mention easier to make options. I mean, that's an easy option. I don't cook it. <laughs> what do you oh, cook? Oh. Hey, now. I made noodles the other day. <laughs> noodles and no-bake cookies. <laughs> yeah, I have to make they're, some of those. There's the specialties. I have to make some of those for Christmas Eve. <laughs> they were requested. <laughs> When was the last time the oven actually got turned on? Probably last week when I made... not. Nope. Not last week, the week before when I made cookies. Oh. Not no-bake cookies. <laughs> Pre-made cookies, though. Yeah, they're just the sugar cookies. I think they had <laughs> snowmen on them. Yep. <laughs> Those ones are delicious, though. <laughs> and so easy. They are. And the guys love them. They'll finish a whole plate in like five minutes. <laughs> All right. Here we have another Reddit story. Um, this one 
I feel like we will relate to very well. Um, how to get dumped by your girlfriend on Christmas Eve thanks to a hotel guest. <laughs> you ready for this one? Sure. All right. Hi, friends. I might be posting some stories today as I am currently sitting at the front desk and nothing is going on. Me in my early 20s. Relate to that one. <laughs> me in my early 20s working in a quiet mountain hotel in the European Alps. It is Christmas Eve and I am set to work or set to get off work at the usual 11 p.m. I write usual because in the hotel I always finished on time. In that hotel, excuse me. That guest is staying for a week with his wife. It is their third or even fourth night with us and they are fully aware that the reception is closing at 11 p.m. and reopening at 7 a.m. We did not have a NA, be- night assistant I'm assuming, because yeah. it was simply not needed. Night auditor. There you go. Um, guests in this kind of hotels are going to bed early to get up early for skiing in winter and hiking in summer. So they don't need a night auditor. <clears throat> During the time the reception was closed, you could only access the hotel with your room key. Anyways, this guy comes to the reception around 10 p.m. telling me that he will be back around 1 a.m. because he wants to attend the midnight Christmas mass. I proceed to wish him Merry Christmas and said something like, see you tomorrow. That is the moment he blinks at me, totally astonished, and replies, how do I get back in at 1 a.m.? I explained <laughs> I explained to him again how it worked, where he had to use his room key. He then said that he didn't have didn't have the key with him and that he had no intentions in taking it with him as his wife was sleeping in the room and that she needed the key. That last part didn't make any sense as you could simply lock and unlock the door from the inside. I tried one more time to explain to him the situation and that I was leaving at 11 p.m. He simply said that today I would have to stay longer and then he left. So I finished my shift at 11 p.m., turned down the lights and sat down in the darkened lobby waiting for the prick to come back thinking about my family and especially my girlfriend waiting for me to call we had a no smartphone at work policy and i was living 15 minutes down the street so my phone was at home when he came back at 105 a.m i simply stood up pushed the button that would open the door from inside and passed him without even looking at him he whispered merry christmas which i ignored coming home i had a voicemail from my girlfriend saying that she was too much saying that this was too much for her and that she wanted to break up with me uh, which she did the next morning. That was also the moment I learned that unless the other person is not completely aware of what happens, or, oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> that was also the moment I learned that unless the other person is not completely aware of what it means to be in hospitality, it doesn't work out. When I came back to work the next day, I directly talked to the hotel managers and informed them that I would not be talking to that guest anymore, not to mention serving him in any way. Once they heard the reason behind it, they approved. The wife of that guest came to the reception and apologized to me. Apparently, she was already asleep when her husband decided to go to that mass. She never asked him to leave the key in the room. I thanked her for the honesty and then informed her that I would not have any further interaction with her husband. Probably the most impactful guest relation I ever had. Um, there's a few other like edits on here, so we'll just talk about that real quick and then go back to those edits. Okay. Uh, I would definitely not stay two hours past my time for a guest. <laughs> also, his wife was sleeping. Take the key with you. Well, or why not give him another key? Yeah, exactly. Or because he was leaving at 10 o'clock, give him an extra key to yeah. his unit so that he can get in on his own when you leave at 11. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, that's the easiest solution. Of like, okay, I'll, well, you want to go back? Here's another key. Merry Christmas. We're not going to be here. Yes. Because we do, I mean, we do the exact same thing. We close at the summer to love between nine and 11. Yeah. So I guess they're kind of on their own. I mean, here it's a little different because they don't have to have the key. Like they have to have a key to get into their unit, but not like the whole resort. Like this sounds like it's like the whole resort that they need like. Yeah, but that key card is going to open the main door. Yeah. Um, so he put on here. Um, he says, P.S. Based on the reaction of some of you, my tale is lacking in ton- context. Here's a little more. This story happened 10 years ago. I was 22 and it was my first job after finishing my hospitality school. I was young and didn't know any better than doing what guests want. Would all of this have happened a few years later? I would have acted differently. Uh, the girlfriend lived in Germany and I was working in the Swiss Alps, 800, would it be kilometers or kilometers and kilometers? Kilometers apart. I met her online a few months before this happened. When we met, it was a low season and the hotel was closed. I basically had a two month holiday and spent most of the time at home on the computer. And that's why she was used to, um, spending a lot of time talking to me as I was always available. I visited her for one week right before the winter season started. Of course, she knew that I was going to work again, but she didn't realize what that meant. I couldn't call her from the hotel because the hotel had a strict no phone at work policy and I didn't know her phone number by heart, so I couldn't give her couldn't have used the landline either. Um, he lived in a small flat 15 minutes away from the hotel and yes, probably could have gone home, got the phone and gone back to the hotel. But anyone here actually working in hospitality knows how this goes. If I would have left, the guy would have returned earlier. Murphy's Law, you know. (laughs) That would be my luck. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Um, The hotel had physical keys. Not, like, key cards. The problem with these keys is that it is very expansive to replace them because you had to organize a locksmith to replace all the locks the lost key would open this process might not be that expansive in most countries but in switzerland it can cost up to 500 dollars. the hotel management would hand out a second key if the guests were insisting but if they could avoid getting a second key they would gladly do it so that's why he didn't give them another key okay so basically sounds like they have one key that they give out to the guests and then a second one that they keep. They probably have more than two. But even those old keyed ones, the way it works, if like a guest takes a key with them, you don't have to rekey every lock that would open. Because like your general one, it fits in a range. Mm-hmm. Even with hard keyed ones, because you actually have, like you used to train your maintenance guys to do that, is to rekey the lock. Because you just have to go to the room. It's still a pain in the buck. Go to the room flip around the tumblers a little bit to rekey it and then make a key for it. But you could do, that's how the hotels did it. And, uh, cause every hotel whoever got, cause you used to get those old ones say, Oh, please return back. You drop it in the mail. It'll come back to us no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, somebody didn't get those back. You're technically are supposed to rekey the door, but they made them so you could pop those things in and out and rekey them with ease instead of doing the entire res- like entire hotel. Well, apparently in Switzerland, it's different. <laughs> Possibly. Um, And then he says, if a guest wasn't able to enter the hotel after the hotel entrance was locked, there were only two viable solutions. First, call someone that also stays at the hotel and tell them to open the entrance door. Next problem is then that the door, the room door might be locked as well. Um, Secondly, use the intercom system next to the hotel entrance. That system would connect whoever uses it 
to the hotel owners. Keep in mind that this would most likely happen between 11 p.m. and 7 a.m., obviously when the office is closed. Um, the hotel owners would then have to get dressed into their car, drive 20 minutes to the hotel, open the door, and finally drive back home. That was simply not an option to me back then. Um, I don't know how the guest did enter the room after I let him into the hotel. I simply assumed that he knocked on the door. So, yes, he could have simply called his wife and asked her to come to the hotel entrance as well. Uh, yeah. No yeah. kidding. <laughs> Many comments here are written by people that visibly have never worked in hospitality. I don't mind that, but don't assume that you know everything about working in a hotel simply because you have stayed in hotels as guests. I would like to use this occasion to thank all of the readers. I actually have a lot more than have. I actually have a lot more that happened during my 13 years in hospitality, and I will hopefully be able to share more with you. Yeah, I definitely would have told that guy. I would have been like, mm, nope, call your wife. <laughs> I'm not staying two hours past <laughs> to let you into your room, or the building, actually, because he didn't yeah. even let him into the room. Yeah. So he still had to wake his wife up to get into the unit. <laughs> People, I tell you. Yeah, I... I can understand it. I, I did stuff like that when I first came in. Where, like, somebody was checking in and, oh, I don't know where I'm going. I'll stay a half hour or an hour to let them in. Yeah. But then you learn really quick because it's... I'll say thankless. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah. But. Yeah, then you learn just, okay, here's a key, here's a map. <laughs> but. Yep. And I can understand the. Uh, getting broken up with is kind of a. I mean, yeah, that kind of kind of sucks for him. But like, if that if that's the little thing that set it off, it was gonna it was doomed anyways. Uh yeah, it was definitely doomed anyways. But I mean, I feel like it would have been definitely nice of her to like at least wait for him to respond instead of just texting her and being like, "Oh, we're broken up." Like, what the? <laughs> Excuse me, ma'am. You had to work late. We're done. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> How dare you? is not acceptable behavior. That is not acceptable behavior. All right, well, that's all I got today. Oh, okay. Got anything <laughs> to add? Got anything to add over there? A Christmas story. Or a Christmas episode. What else do we have to add? Well, hopefully the snow will stay. It'll be a white Christmas up here. It usually is. And you can... It, Everybody out there, you know, be sure to track Santa on the uh, NOAA website. The Air Force tracks Santa for you on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. So you can watch him. That's how he exists. Got He's it. on radar. Got it. <laughs> Thanks well, for joining us. And everybody have a happy and safe Holiday Christmas, season. Holiday. Whatever you celebrate. Travel safely. Yeah. If you're traveling. Yes, do that. <laughs> Get where you're going safe. Check the weather before you leave. And road conditions. Part of the weather, yeah. 
That's like the first thing that I do in the winter when I wake up in the morning. I always check the weather conditions. <laughs> I just look out the window. I don't have that much motivation to get out of bed. And town roads are way different than highway roads, so it wouldn't do me any good. My commute is now. It doesn't really matter on my commute. Yeah, unfortunately mine does. <laughs> my commute is now five minutes. Six. Forty. <laughs> Forty of basically all highway. <laughs> I felt your pain for a little while when my commute was like a half hour. Yeah. Alrighty. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, guys.